Welcome to the Vegan Changemaker podcast. My name is June Fuchs and I'm on the quest to veganize over 50% of the global human population by the year of 2030. Sounds delusional? Well, obviously I can't do it alone. And that's why in this podcast, you're getting to meet some of the most influential, inspiring and impactful vegans there are. May this episode help you create more vegan impact in the world because we need your help as well, dear vegan friend. Welcome back, everybody listening to the Vegan Changemaker podcast. In today's episode, I have another beautiful, very interesting guest here. Today with me, it's Firman Mastup, one of the co-founders of the Jakarta Vegan Guide. And he's also been creating a lot of different other projects that will, he will be telling us about in a minute. But it was so funny because just before we started recording, we figured out that we've met each other once here in Bali. And I kind of forgot, I vaguely remembered. And as you brought it up, I remembered it again. We had like these game nights in our vegan um, circle here in Bali where we would play Mafia, which is kind of like a social social playful game and we would share dinner together and that's where we actually connected for the first time but then ever since then we we haven't met up anymore so this is really cool to have you here as a guest on the podcast how are you today i'm good john thank you for having me here it's been a while but as i remember you (laughs) you were you always have that great energy and i'm really happy that i can be able to talk again with you in this podcast uh, sharing about my journey and also the things that I do at Jakarta Vegan Guide. As you said, um, we've met before. I, w- I I thought back and I was like, oh my God, I remember him. And back then I was also thinking, oh my God, he's so cute. He's so handsome. <laughs> so I was a little bit, a little bit um, shy for a minute. But anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about my my emotions, but we're here to talk about what you bring to the vegan community and what you like, what you have experienced as a co-founder of the Jakarta Vegan Guide. Now, we both live in Indonesia. You're native. You're born in this country. I'm not. I'm um, and came here in 2019 and before that for some holiday trips. And I think we can both agree that the vegan growth here in Indonesia, it's it's not fast at all. There's a lot of religious backgrounds that involve animal sacrifice or any kind of animal products. There's a lot of um, beliefs that are still circulating in, in people's minds here in Indonesia. And I can I think I can speak for Asia in general. So this might be really interesting for everybody who is based or a native Asian um, citizen somewhere on this part of the world. Do you want to share with us a little bit about how you went from your previous work? You told me a little bit about it before. You can share it with our listeners as well. How you went from your previous job to what you're doing now? I was really interested with food ever since I was a kid. Uh, And that also led me into uh, now doing a full-time job at Jakarta Pink Guide. Uh, I work for a German company. Uh, they manufacture a technology for the kitchen where it can actually cook almost everything in the kitchen. So I do a lot of training for the chef. I also do sales and I look up after several other countries outside Indonesia, uh, including Philippines. So uh, yeah, I, I was really, I think that was really my passion, you know, like uh, talking with 
peoples, but also be able to share my knowledge about you know how you run a kitchen. But there's something that happened in 2017. Uh, I watched a document uh, documentary uh, about you know how we could actually live healthy without actually actually putting harm into the animals. So I think it was what the health. Uh, but before that, I also watched another documentary. I think it's called Food Matters. I have no idea the the movie was all about veganism, right? I thought it was just another food documentary, and I watched it. And I think I was the heaviest in my life at that moment of life. I I wasn't also the healthiest. I drink a lot. Uh, I eat a lot of fast food. In fact, when I watched the movie, I was actually eating my beef burgers. <laughs> So I was kind of, Whoa. <laughs> you know, it's like slapping my face. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, like people are going vegan. So, so yeah, so it, it took me a while. And actually, I was trying to go vegan for the first month after watching the movie. Uh, I also tried to educate myself, you know, and also try to see whether it is, whether, you know, being vegan in Jakarta could actually be possible. And at first it was kind of hard. Uh, I was also kind of in the closet you know, between my circle, because I don't want to tell people that I'm going vegan, but then I decided to quit or whatever, because it happens when I said, oh, I want to go to the gym. And next thing you know, you, you don't go to the gym anymore. So I really want to commit and I really want to make sure that this is something that I want to do for the rest of my life, because I realized that, you know, like you could, you could, you could have all of the nutrition, you know, from plants, right? Uh, and then after a month, I think it was possible uh, there were some kind of uh, challenges, but I think I was I was lucky because I know how to cook. So, so I think that was the the reason why I could really you know be able to maintain the vegan lifestyle. Uh, Beside, uh, I think the restaurant in Jakarta now kind of like have uh, more option, and there are more vegan restaurant in Jakarta. But the first one year after going vegan, there were moment where I was like, oh, damn, you know, like the only restaurant that I know was just like Bird Greens and this another one and maybe another few of them, but it was really hard, you know, to find all of this information. And as a vegan, only option is to go out, you know, or eat outside. Uh, not everyone can cook, right? So that was the idea, the first idea why I decided to, to build a platform, uh, Jakarta Vegan Guide. So the reason was, it was basically just an information that I can also use. So it was, it was coming from my frustration, you know, finding out all of this information and also sort of like a community where people can share their food. So we decided to build a platform back in 2018, which was around one and a half year after going vegan. And I remember even, up, even with just 50 followers, I still remember there is one brand approaching us. They want to send a product. And I was like, are you sure? Like, you only have 50 followers. Like, what, what do you want to get from this? <laughs> and, and we were so happy. We were so excited. And it was a passion, right? That sounds so cool. It sounds like you figured out where there was a lack in, in you know, providing a solution for vegan growth, for connecting vegans with each other and also educating and because you were frustrated you generated an idea and shaped it together with um you said you have a partner this two of you that created this uh jakarta vegan guide yes 
so I'm more of the food side of the, you know, uh, uh, team. I know the food industry and my other partner, uh, he's the one that actually understands social media. So it almost kind of like the perfect balance, you know, like, so yeah, it was just kind of natural uh, and we just kind of complement each other. Uh, and I think that that's the reason why we, we, we felt that it's working, you know, because we both have different background that just complement each other. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so cool. Like when you build a team or you get people involved and you collaborate on something that everybody has their own unique skills. And this is something that I also talk about a lot. I think in our vegan community, a lot of people start, you know, building a business or have a business idea that creates more veganism and, and helps, you know, more people to be inspired to go vegan or educate them on it. And very often they are just lacking the skills and they don't think that it would yeah. be great to build a team on that. So I think that's really cool that you mentioned that and everybody listening today, remember that you don't have to do these things alone, right? So your unique skills in your case, uh, Firman, you have a background in hospitality, in restaurant, in foods. That's your that's your strength, right? That's your skill set. So you bring that in and then you have a partner who knows the social media and how to grow online. And I think that's a really good, good setup to start growing any kind of idea that results in a business. So congratulations. That's cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, one thing that I want to mention for listeners from all over the world, Jakarta is up until this moment, the capital city of Indonesia. It still is, right? <laughs> it's still uh, not until next year though <laughs> okay they're they're trying to change it to another one maybe that yeah. will happen but it's the capital city and it's located in um the island or on the island of java which is one of the bigger or let's say well-known islands here in indonesia it's right next to bali where i'm at just for everyone's information now one thing that i'm also really curious about is you talked a little bit about your transformation with me personally before, right? And a lot of vegans can relate to how you learn about veganism, how you transform from being an omnivore or a vegetarian into a vegan. Now you're living in Indonesia and you're also having a religious background. I would love to ask you, because I know a lot of like Indonesians or Asians that are inspired by veganism and they would like to go vegan, but they think they can't because there is a religion that doesn't allow them. So how did you find a solution for yourself? Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so I think I was never been someone that really followed the rules uh, during my elementary school. So in the morning, I I would go to like a Muslim school. Uh, and then after that, I would just go to the regular school. Uh, so religion was part of my life. It almost kind of like your identity. Uh, people would know your religion first before your name, uh, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think it's uh, this, a lot of people miss, uh, understood that having a religion is something that almost kind of you should like a lot of people just take it for granted a lot of people born muslim but they don't really actually learn more on what being a good muslim is all about 
So for me, I think by being vegan, I always remember that not only you have to be kind to yourself, but you're living being, which include uh, human. And I think a lot of people don't really know that uh, Prophet Muhammad is actually semi-vegetarian. So uh, they, I mean, they only, uh, they only you, uh, they only eat probably on certain occasions. So, so for me, it's like it's natural for for me going vegan, you know, as a Muslim. And in fact, it's actually makes me a better Muslim. But I'm not saying Muslim are not vegan or vegetarian or bad Muslim. I'm saying for me, it just makes me like I, you know, have a little like a better connection, you know, with uh, with the religion that I have. Uh, but of course, you know, it doesn't come very easy. A lot of people question my belief. A lot of people think that I switched to Buddhism just because I'm going vegan, uh, which is kind of typical, but that, that's not the case with me. So uh, so religion-wise, for me, I don't have any problem. But I think what was the biggest challenge is actually the uh, the outside part, you know, your coworker, uh, your job, uh and especially I work in an industry where people really see or take food seriously. So it almost kind of like, I don't know how to say it, you know, like it almost disrespectful to be vegan in my industry just because it wasn't that common. And back in the days, Gordon Ramsay was anti-vegan. So, you know, so you, you remember this moment, but he is now very pro-vegan. So things have changed, but earlier in my journey, like being vegan in my industry, it's almost kind of like a disrespectful, even though I didn't, yeah, they were curious like what you can cook. Uh, and I think like up to now, because now at Jakarta Vegan, we also do training for live chefs uh, because a lot of hotels, a lot of restaurants now are planning on launching a plant-based option and vegan option. and. I remember I trained a whole team of chefs at one of the five-star hotels in Jakarta. Uh, and I told them about what is plant-based cuisine. And I think everyone would almost kill me just because I said, <laughs> like, you cannot cook this, you cannot cook that. It was like, what do I have left? <laughs> but, and that was the first meeting, right? And you know what's funny? Like the next meeting, which is like two weeks after, they actually print the whole thing that I presented and come back to me like, oh, is this vegan? Is that vegan? So I think some of the people, like when they, you know, sometimes when you you encounter people who are very clueless about veganism, you feel like kind of, oh, it's it's offensive, right? And sometimes it's just not their intention. They just had no idea what veganism is. And the more they know about it, I think they'll, they'll be more open to it. And sometimes what you have to do, we just try to explain in a way that, you know, they could understand, you know, why you are, you know, like choosing this journey and what are the other options. So I think uh, for me, I think it was very rewarding, you know, to to be able to have this platform to to give the message to like more people uh, on social media, but also in the industry where in the beginning, you know, uh, when I started journey, like people look down on me, people kind of think I was crazy. And, but at the same time, it kind of, it kind of like made me feel like I want to to do it even more. You know, I want to work harder so that I can prove them that this is going to be the future. Next time I meet you, you're going to ask me, how can I cook a plant-based 
menu, you know, in, in my restaurant. And that's what's happening right now. All the restaurant in Jakarta, now they, at least they have one vegan option. So I think it's working, you know? <laughs> it sounds like it. And I, you know what I love so much about it is like you already saw the steps ahead. You saw the yeah. steps ahead. You saw that this is the future. You knew in your heart that this is the right choice and that gave you the motivation. And I loved when you said I was training like the staff at a five-star hotel to cook vegan and make vegan meals. Yeah. And what I just had to think of, which is something that I see a lot of vegans not do yet is take their uniqueness, like take their skills, take their passion and what they've learned and then bring it into a vegan shape. Because I think like yeah. from my observation and people that I interviewed for this podcast in the past and clients of mine and friends of mine that, that went vegan or have been vegan for long, the most vegan impact we can have when we bring our uniqueness, like our talents to the table and shape it in a way that it is aligned with our vegan vision. And I see how you did that. So smart, so beautiful, so heart-centered. So I want to cheer on you for that. That's amazing. That's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I know I'm good at like doing some cooking demo. I think I, I know my, I know my things about food, uh, but I know like a lot of other vegans, they are more, into like doing activism, you know, on the street, talking to people. I mean, I wish I could, do, I, I could do that, but I'm not that kind of person. My passion is different, you know. My passion is more like I want to talk about food, and I, I want to tell them that there are many other texture that you can find, you know, in other plants. And in fact, in Indonesia, there are thousands of plants, you know, that we can't, even, we haven't even explored. And talking about sustainability, I mean, you don't even, I mean, like going vegan, it does it's not necessarily that you have to import everything, you know, like, you know, all this mock meat or alternative meat. I mean, you can actually make something out of the things that we already have. And in Indonesia, we are so abundant in, you know, a lot of like accidentally vegan option. Like, you know, if you have the will, I think going vegan in Jakarta is not that hard uh, at the end of the day. So, but, but I know, uh, so when I started Jakarta, I know that we have to still educate like, the people but i also understand that imagine you're already vegan but then you go to a restaurant and people have no idea about veganism so that's where i thought i think we have to do it both ways you have to educate like the people outside this you know like pretty much everyone but then you also have to educate the people who is eventually going to give the supply you know on the foods uh because at the end of the day veganism although it's not necessarily just about food but food is like play a huge role in you know and it's a test of someone who is trying to adopt a vegan diet it, it really plays one of the biggest roles and i think it's a really smart move to see okay which audience you know which type of people um am i gonna speak to am i gonna educate and you finding that you training people on veganism and training them especially on making vegan foods but obviously also bringing in like, I can just guess that when you're training them, you're also talking a little bit about veganism and why veganism, right? Yeah. Because you're an ethical vegan. Yeah. So you're you're actually doing the work that people on the streets do just in a different setting. And the beauty of it yeah. is people already give you allowance 
to talk to them about veganism on the streets it's sometimes a bit different right you you have to wait yeah. for people yeah. to come to show up or online the same thing right you gotta find ways to speak to the right people and let them receive the message and see that they're open or learn that they're open and with you when you get hired by that five-star um, hotel and restaurant you know those people are already like we need him to teach you how to be vegan we need him to teach you how to be um, a vegan chef and and learn how to make vegan food right and then the side effect of that is that they learn about veganism which is amazing right so yeah. and you get paid for it i mean yeah. not trying to make this like a you know like you know, you know like focus on the money but you could actually make this you know like a business and i think it's fun and i think it's it's another way for you to see it you know yeah, yeah. and i mean any vegan business i'm always I'm always surprised that some people criticize other vegans' businesses, although the vegan business yeah. structure always brings veganism to the world. Because when somebody operates a vegan business, whatever it is, they're they're yeah. the center of that, or you know, they're the creator of that. And so are you with your partner of the Jakarta Vegan Guide. It's so cool. I'm gonna leave the link to that guide uh, for everybody who's watching or listening to this in the show notes. Go ahead and check it out if you're curious especially if you're in Asia or Indonesia, that might be interesting for you. And even more especially if you're in Jakarta, that might be really interesting for you. So tell us, next to the Jakarta Vegan Guide, you said before, you also have other projects going on. What else is happening on your yeah. end? So funny story, when we started Jakarta Vegan Guide, so we, we had no idea there would be a pandemic. So I quit my job in, 2000, in late 2019. But then it took me three months to finally sort things out and started Jakarta Vegan Guy full time, which was February 2020. And just like a, a month later, pandemic happened. And then all the things that we plan, you know, doing events, doing campaigns, all of this thing that require communication with people offline, face to face, we just couldn't do it. After the pandemic, we were just thinking like, oh, what can we do about it? And then we, so Jakarta Vinegar was invested by a local PC. Uh, so when we met uh, like a couple months before that deal happened, they were really interested with the plant-based industry. So that's why I quit. Uh, uh, but then th this pandemic happened. And so we still have like some kind of budget for the company, but then because the pandemic happened, we we were thinking, what can we do? Because there's no way we survive by just doing the media. Uh, so this this idea of doing a cloud kitchen. So basically, it's almost like a food court, but we try to fit in in this digital world where people can just order online. And because we have experience and work with all the vegan businesses in Jakarta, so like all the tenants that we feel like, I think they have the best product. Uh, so we put them in one space. Uh, people can order online, but also they, they can come to the place. Uh, maybe in Bali, it's almost similar, like good, like collaboration with Desa, where they, you know, have a lot of different options. But for us, uh, we have this cloud kitchen concept where they have their own kitchen. Uh, so I mean, it, it kind of works uh, and we launched it in 2021, like a year uh, after, uh, because we had to find location, 
Uh, and then we were thinking, okay, what else can we do? Because renting this space is not sustainable, you know? Uh, and then we were thinking, oh, let's just talk uh, and and do a distribution for Oatly because Oatly back in, in like early 2020 was like a hit. Like some restaurant would sell it for like almost 150,000 per liter, which was crazy. People buy that. That's about uh, so 12 ordered, US dollars for everybody yeah, just like to understand. Just, which is crazy for Indonesian to buy a liter of, you know, like milk that expensive. So we thought in my work, we ordered a thousand liter of it. And then, yeah, and then uh, this another uh, type of COVID came to Jakarta, which was Delta. And then we basically had a thousand liter of Oatly that is almost expired in four months. So we were freaking out and we had no idea what to do with it. So we reached out to the investor. Uh, I think we should make this like a product. And we were thinking, okay, maybe we should just do a coffee shop because at that moment, all the brand that we handpicked uh, for the cloud kitchen, there is no coffee shop. Uh, but then they said, okay, no more money for this. Let's just focus on the cloud kitchen. Don't even think about coffee shops. So we were like, okay, then we just try to find other partner. And then we actually found one and he's also vegan. He's actually an Indonesian influencer and also a YouTuber. Uh, he believes in the industry and we've been friends for uh, more than three years because we both vegan. And we created a coffee shop. So now uh, beside the Jakarta Vegan Guide, we also had the Cloud Kitchen slash restaurants. Uh, like a compound where we curate all of this brand. And then we also run our own coffee shop where we only sell vegan dairy-free coffee. So that's the three main things that we're actually doing. And I believe that no matter how much you encourage people to go vegan, eventually you also need to kind of like provide them with a solution. So, so it was kind of like natural for us to do this because like almost every day we tell them, go vegan, go vegan, you know, it's good for you. Uh, it's more ethical. But then when they step out of their house, finding vegan option is actually not that easy in Jakarta. So so that was the the reason why we also really, you know, wanted to do this, uh, despite everything happened because of the pandemic. But we know that this is something we want to do uh, before even we have the idea, you know. So uh, that was... The story. Sorry for the long story. I always get Don't too details about this. for such an amazing story. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that's so inspiring. And for anybody who's listening or watching this, and maybe is in Indonesia or Asia, or lives in a country where you don't have a proper vegan infrastructure, where you don't have a lot of vegan restaurants, please reach out to Afirman. I will leave. Um, your contact details in the show notes, your social media, your Instagram, etc. So reach out to him if you have any questions on how to get started. If you want to have some advice from him, I'm sure he's happy to give you advice. And yeah, that was it for this episode. Uh, I'm really inspired by by like, you know, how entrepreneurial you're thinking about this and how you're bringing in the idea of we need to create a solution as well for the people that are looking for it, but can't find it. So then starting to create 
that um, is another really powerful way of, of growing our vegan world into a more vegan world, or let's say growing our pre-vegan world into a vegan world. Oh my God, Firman, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Any last words of inspiration, knowing that most of our listeners, uh, listeners are already vegan? Yeah, I think for me, I think my last uh, word for me in this podcast is like, what, whatever you have, like the skills, the experience, like I think you also already mentioned that I think you can put that into sort of like an activism in your own way. If you're a chef, I mean, you can you can cook vegan food. If you are, you know, someone that is very active in the community that you want to do like food activism. And I mean, there are many types of activism. And I think what I'm doing is maybe a little bit different, but... I think it's better for you to know what you're doing. Uh, so it almost like will be more natural for you to start. And at first, what I did was just sort of like out of passion, you know, I just like make an Instagram account. And now we are building this company. And I think everyone can do that. Uh, and I think it will also have a great impact because when you do it with your passion, I think things will just fall in to places and and a lot of people will be you know like appreciating what you're doing so so yeah so there are many ways of you know vegan activism and i think that's what i'm trying to say you did thank you so much yeah yeah let this be a reminder sure it's mine. for everyone right thank you so much that regardless how you choose to be active being active is important and it's more important to be active in a way that you feel sustained in, you feel happy in, you feel content in, and you can actually feel like you're having an impact. So I want to thank you again one more time, Firman, for joining us today. And for everybody who wants to get in touch with him, every link that you need is down in the show notes or the description of this video. If you want to learn more about me and my work, I function as a life coach for vegans. And my vision is to drive the vegan growth to 50% of the global population by 2030, which is a big vision. And I think therefore we need a lot of really empowered, really smart and skilled vegans. So what I do is I teach emotional healing. I teach emotional resilience and mental stability because that's one of the uh, things we need to stay in the game as activists long-term. And I also teach public speech confidence and charisma in outreach conversations on stage or even online if you want to make videos on veganism then i'm the person to talk to so feel free to reach out thank you for listening to this episode of the vegan changemaker podcast please share it with your friends your family your social network and your loved ones if you want to get your impact to the next level i invite you to take the vegan impact quiz I created it to help you figure out what the next steps are for you to elevate your vegan impact and create more significant influence in the world. Check out the link, I left it for you in the show notes, and I'm curious to see where you're gonna land and what your next steps will be. Let's veganize this world together, dear vegan friend.